With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This, this, this is, 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 is Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 148 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Hope you are well. Uh, this is our UFC one, released two days early. Well, I said two days early. This is our new release date now because we are conscious that you want this action off the back of the weekend. You want to get the thoughts and the reviews of everything that's happening in the UFC show and you want to get the previews. You want to get buzzed up uh, for a full weekend uh, of UFC fighting. We've got a cracker lined up for you this weekend earlier on in the week. So what we thought we'd do every Tuesday now, not Thursday, every Tuesday now, you'll be able to get not only our boxing show, which is always come out on a Tuesday, you'll be able to get the UFC show as well. Two downloads on your subscription, all available from fightdisciples.com. Go and have a little bit of a nosy, all right? We're also all over social media, at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I apologise to all our Facebook followers. You will have to go and re-follow, re-like our Facebook page. I got a shutdown on Facebook. Uh, for doing some illegal shit. Uh, so um, we've had to create a new page. So if you previously liked us, you won't be able to see the page anymore. Uh, there's a new page. It's at Fight Disciples. It's the same handle. You just have to research it and like the page. I'm encouraging you to do it because there's loads of stuff uh, with us and Bispin uh, on there this week as we build up towards uh, UFC 217, which we'll be speaking about a little bit later on in the show. There's also a cracking video on there of our interview with Darren Till, uh, that everybody seems to be excited about as he's moved up to number eight in the welterweight rankings mm-hmm. in the UFC, which we'll get to a little bit later on in the show as well. So it's all there, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. First bit of housekeeping, we need to get out the way. Nick's been cheating on me again, you will have heard this. Thank you very much to Michael Morgan, uh, who is one of our friends of the show, a, a keen follower of the world of UFC, does a lot of reporting in the world mm-hmm. of the UFC. Wow TV, Mike, yeah. Absolutely. Very good at what he does. Mike, do you know something? I knew that it was... Blew happening. me up. Mike, what it was, right, I knew that this was going on, but I'd buried my head in the sand. I know that me and uh, Nick have had conversations about cheating on each other in the past, um, and I just thought to myself, do you know something? I know it's going on, but I, I, I like the benefits of our relationship that much. I'm going to let it ride. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like them ladies that know that their husbands are cheating, but their husband's a millionaire, and they kind of like a nice handbag every month, right? Yeah. I'm like one of them. I'm a slag, right? I know that we are kind of creating a lovely product here at Fight Disciples. So if he wants to go and suck somebody else's dick for a bit, that's fine. As long as he comes back to me every Monday to record what we're recording. Were you ringside the Joshua with at the weekend? Never you mind about that, because I've got something to tell you later on in this show, all right? Because I'm going to appease that situation, right? You're not appeasing the situation, Nicholas. (laughs) You're going out cheating on all man and sundry, creating another podcast in the world of mixed martial arts, aren't you? Listen, when Auntie Beeb comes calling, sometimes you've just got to answer the call. Listen, when I found out the BBC were doing an MMA podcast, I knew that I had to be a part of that because the MMA scene in the UK have waited so long for the BBC to actually fucking do some decent coverage of it. I thought, well, I'm going to be a part of that. I want to be on that because I want to make sure it's good. Yeah. 
So I'm, I'm you know, providing a service yeah, for yeah. anyone that pays the BBC licence fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my... So then they said to you, so Nick, obviously, it with myself. obviously, Nick, um, you're going to come in here, you're going to do your thing, you're going to give us your expert analysis. Yeah. You don't know any presenters that you could uh, could bring with you maybe to come and host the show and do that? Oh, yeah, I know a couple of lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I get a fucking call? <laughs> Did I shite? <laughs> Not that I'm bitter. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that, but no, you are doing uh, another... Uh, MMA BBC MMA show it's called yeah, the MMA which show. incorporates more Bellator more Bama yeah it's more yeah, all that, sorts of that's stuff. right yeah obviously you know there's a, there's a there's a fair amount of UFC stuff mentioned but there's also mm. coverage of, of things like Cage Warriors and Bama and more of a domestic kind of outlook which is nice mm. Um, hmm, yeah. Hmm. Whereas we, we, you know, we focus on the Champions League, don't we? We focus on U. You know, it's very rare we talk about anything other than UFC. Although on the on tomorrow's Radio City talk show, I will be getting stuck into the Cage Warriors uh, event from Saturday night at the Echo Arena. You can get that on our uh, website, fightdisciples.com. It'll be available for you uh, Wednesday morning. All I'll say is this, Nick. All I'll say is this. Right? I've been in this game a long time. Yeah, I've been doing this for a long period of time, and there's been people out there that have thought that the grass is greener. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. They've thought, Do you know something, working with Catterall's a little bit of a ball egg, I'm going to be honest. Let's go and have a look somewhere else. And when they go somewhere else and taste that other juice, when they taste that other juice, they think to yourself, Catterall wasn't that bad. He wasn't that You know something, he might be a taskmaster, but he's all right. He's all right. They all come back. That's all I'm saying, brother. Yeah, listen, I'm going nowhere. I'm, I'm just saying. Nowhere. I'm Fight, just saying. Fight Disciples is going nowhere. Well, I've no, taken over. Really? I've got rid of your seat for the award ceremony in two Wait weeks. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. The award ceremony in two weeks that we're off to, the one that we've been nominated for against TV shows. Yeah. You know that one that, you know, with this product that we're creating here that everybody's going crazy for? Yeah, that yeah. one. I'll fuck you off, mate. I've you got to give it to Big Pricey, have I've you? I've got a new lad who was working with Darren you Till. Weekend. Darren Till. Oh, Darren Till. Yeah, we need a Scouse, Scouse MMA artist <laughs> on here. He's coming in. He's the new presenter next week. The problem is, if that was true, I couldn't argue. <laughs> Molly messing with you. Molly messing. Anyway, let's get stuck into Sao Paulo, shall we? Yeah. Uh, because as ever, these cards do like to throw up a little bit of a spanner. We like to big up the big pay-per-view cards and go crazy. This is where the excitement's at. But then it's the little ones, the little fight nighters that pop up and yep. go, chitter ching, you should have been watching us, boys and girls, because I'll tell you something, there were some fantastic results in this. And not only that, a lot of talking points off the back of it with Colby Covington, mm-hmm. of which we'll get to in a minute. But let's talk about Brunson, shall we? Yep. Brunson, my man. Last time I saw him, you were sprawled out all over the gaff. Now, whew, it's, this is the beautiful thing about the UFC, isn't it? Yep. These winning records, everybody's concerned in the world of boxing about keeping your oar. No, mate, it doesn't matter. Get in there. Let's get some really competitive fights. Yep. Somebody could go over any particular point. Taking on an absolute legend in Machida at the weekend. How do you silence the crowd? You knock the fucking legend out in front of them all. I know. That's Wasn't what you weird did. When they, when they, mate, they, and it just was silence. Mate, the crowd was bouncing, absolutely bouncing. They're all enjoying it. They love their uh, mixed martial arts in UFC in Brazil. They can't get enough of yeah, it. Yeah, the yeah. place is absolutely bouncing. Chins him. Yeah. <gasps> It was like that, wasn't it? It was. <gasps> what? Just no, no. Rewind. Start again. You could hear the intake of breath, couldn't you? And even first uh, round as well. Even Johnny was doing commentary with Daniel Cormier. Um, Can even, I just say, even they noted it, didn't he? Were like, I've never heard so many people go so quiet so quickly. Can I just say on that? Weird. I know that we big up uh, Dan Hardy, your mate. Yeah. But your other mate is John, John, Gooden, who does the uh, UFC breakdown shows with you. Yes, John. If you're listening to the show, I know that you've uh, you've pioneered us and, and bigged us up and retweeted us many, many times, mm-hmm. mate. Superb at the weekend, pal. Brilliant. Absolutely I, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I'll I tell you something. I'd be, I'd be worried if I were DC's wife because there's a little bit of a bromance going yeah, on there. I thought that as well. There's a little bit yeah. of something going on there. I, To be honest, I thought... I, I was watching at home and I was thinking, 
for a second I thought, I hope Dan Hardy's not watching yeah. this because it's literally like watching your partner gobble someone off. <laughs> John, they, I know, they got I, on John, really I feel well. your pain. I had to listen to him last week with somebody else. I understand what it is, right, Dan? No worries, Dan, mate. Yeah, yeah. Come to me, feel Dan. Pain, Come and hang yeah, out yeah. with me, Dan. I'll look but after no, you. Listen, I think John sometimes doesn't get the credit he deserves because Dan is so, so good. fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, John John steers that ship, do you know what I mean? He's well, that's it. That's it all together. Like That's that, what people don't appreciate. That's what we do. That's mm-hmm. what we do. Everybody thinks that you're the fucking star, right? <laughs> that's not the case. <laughs> I just rock up in my tartan it's, pants it's talk a, shit. It's about st- steering the ship. John, fantastic at the weekend. He yeah. really brought it out at DC as well. I, I thought agree, DC yeah. was sensational. I thought DC was brilliant. Yeah, yeah really A good. cracking little partnership. Yeah, the USC must have been fucking absolutely over the moon. Abs- mm. And if you think about how John does that as well, you know, he, he literally jets into Brazil or jets into these places with a shitload of notes and he works his balls off, John. Like, you know, I think, obviously, Dan watches so much tape, it's ridiculous. You ask Dan Hardy about Game of Thrones or anything else in the real world, he's got no idea because all he watches is tape of fights. But then John is like a student, you know, when John arrives at a location, he makes it his business. He will have gone and interviewed every single fighter on that card separately. And I mean a full like fucking 40 minute interview with every fighter for his notes that's how diligent he is like and sometimes yeah, short. Say, it's short. yeah it does show yeah he knows his shit John man yeah very great very performance. good very very good and a great performance from Brunson let's get back onto the yeah, fight yeah, yeah, because to spark uh, Mashida out in the first round in the way that he did yeah mate come on and then calls out Luke Rockhold yeah exactly that's the way to do it and uh, you know at the end of the day this division's a little bit up near at the moment with uh, this fight Mm, all right, it's happening at the weekend. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> we'll come to that later, yeah, I'm sure. we will come to that in a minute. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know what? Even when he was walking out to the octagon, I thought, okay, that's Brunson. This is the guy that, like, potentially could, could be the best in this division. Hopefully he doesn't fight like he did against Anderson Silva. Because I thought he'd walk out and kind of like he did against Anderson Silva. He got in the octagon, looked across, thought, oh my God, it's Anderson Silva. And he just stood off Anderson and let him tee off on him. And, you know, by then, you know, Anderson's finished now anyway. But it was like he handed Anderson a win out of pure love and adulation. It's like, oh, there you go. Yeah, you're the greatest of all time, Anderson Silva. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. he should have won the fight. He should have won the fight. He should have steamrolled Anderson. But instead... He didn't. And I thought we may have got something similar this weekend. Quite the opposite, man. Mm. This time it was like, his corner must have gone into his head and gone, who gives a fuck that that's Lyoto Mishida, the former world champion? That This is a guy who had his, never mind, reigned. He had his own era. The Mishida era was a thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And Brunson's gone in there and fucking absolutely nailed him. And now Brunson's threw himself back into the mix. So, that, you know, that Rockhold fight, that could well be an eliminator with Bobby Knuckles still coming back from injury. That could be a final eliminator. Mm. To be honest with you, I think the, the way things are going to go this weekend, I think that could be for the vacant belt, and we'll come to that later. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. you didn't. Yes, I did. You're not throwing clip mic drop. drop. No, you're not throwing mic drop. You're not. You're not throwing mic out the window yet. Stop it, sunshine. It ain't happening. GSP's not taking it. We'll get there in a minute, boy. Um, Colby Covington. We've got to discuss him because he was. We was mentioned on last week's show because yeah. Darren Till and him have had a little bit of a back and forth on social media. Yep. Colby Covington, right? How to win friends and alienate people well, or whatever the book's let's, called. Let's, let's, get to, yeah, let's get to the post-fight afterwards, right? Let's talk about the fight itself. He's taken on a Brazilian yes. jiu-jitsu artist in Damian Meyer. Yep. First round, Damian Meyer outstrikes him for me, man. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I watch that and I think, what the fuck's happening here? Mm. Damian Meyer can't strike. What, what are you doing? Yep. Why, why is that happening? Okay, he came on strong two and three. 
he wins the fight. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's an he, argument he with that. that. He got, I think two of the judges gave it unanimous decision, though, as well, which mm. I, I didn't agree with. I thought Maya won the first round, wins it in a striking masterclass. And at the end of the first round, I'm thinking, well, you never heard that bell if this is Darren Till. If you're in with Darren Till and you and your stand up's that good, you know, you're getting outstruck by by Damian Meyer. Uh, Not just Darren Till, Ponzi Nibio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike any, Perry. Any, yeah, any decent striker puts him away. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so don't get me wrong. I was impressed with t- two and three. I thought he did well then. But by then, he doesn't hear the, he doesn't hear the end of the first bell for no, me against any of those three guys that you've just mentioned. But you know what? He gets a job done. He beats the number three in the world. You've got to start paying him some respects, man. No, he's, absolutely. He's the number three in the world now for, him, for me. Okay, right? Mm-hmm. Now. He's an arsehole. Completely, complete. He's cock. a complete yeah, arsehole. Yeah. It, it seems on a different level to Mike Perry as well because Mike Perry's a dick. We get Mike Perry's a dick. He looks like a dick. He sounds like a dick. He acts like a dick. But he's kind of like, he's a likeable dick. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's a cartoon is that, character. Is that a homoerotic term, yeah. is it? He's a, a likeable dick. dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the name of today's show, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he's a likeable dick. But mm. you're kind of like, you know what? He's a character. We get it. That's it. But I don't get a character from Covington. I just get a tosser. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like, you're just a bit of a dickhead. Well, that's marketable. It's weird, isn't it? How marketable it is. that is because everybody's going to pay to watch him get knocked. I mean, look how he, and he leaves the ring at the Octagon at the weekend. People are chucking hot dogs and all know, sorts exactly, of things. Exactly, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like proper pantomime baddie type I, shit. I, listen, the security would have been pissed as well, UFC security, because you're like, come on. You're almost inciting a riot, speaking some of the shit. You're in said. Brazil, mate. Exactly, yes. Like, fucking put a bottle on it. And we've seen it before, but it was different. When Connor did it in Brazil, it was like, I own this town, this is my town, all those are pieces of shit. But he didn't offend any yeah. Brazilians. The king's coming into your village. Exactly. I'm going to yeah, rip yeah. that king's head off, and exactly. I'm going to take over Pay the homage village. to me type thing. And then when Chael was over there filming Tough with Vandalay, it was all like, oh, the Nigeria brothers, you know, they tried to feed hay to a bus because they thought it was a whore, you know, and all that. Kind of shit. Yeah, that yeah. was just funny. Do you know yeah, what I mean? That's yeah, like yeah. Chael being but Chael. But he literally insulted the whole country by calling them dogs and. Well, this guy exactly. It was just like you know, there was no, there was no real like censorship on his banter. Do you know? He was just being offensive, and and I just think at that point the UFC should go, all right, fucking hell, no, oh, Jesus Christ, there's ten thousand people in the arena. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You're yeah. calling them all dogs. You're calling them animals. Take it easy. I just didn't rub off on me. Like I, I like a bit of banter. I like the good guy, bad guy. Clearly, Covington's quite happy to play the heel. He's like, yeah, man, I'll be the bad guy. I'll make some money. And that's great. He just needs to improve his banter a little mm. bit, I think. Calls out Tyrone Woodley. If he did that in Liverpool, if he came to Liverpool and, and called people from Liverpool dogs and all that, he wouldn't have got out of the Echo Arena alive. That, that's a fact. So just be careful what you wish for, man. Mm. Call out Tyrone Woodley. Tyrone Woodley would absolutely yes. make mincemeat of the yeah, kid. Yeah, he would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I could yeah. I could list off now fighters ranked below him. Mm-hmm. Tyron's obviously the champ, yeah. His striking game's far better than Damian Meyer. Yeah, and he would make mincemeat out of Covington. But you could you could list off. I mentioned a couple before, Anna. Obviously, yeah. our boy Darren would make mincemeat out of him. Yeah, Ponzinibbio would make mincemeat out of him. Yeah. Mike Perry would. Usman yeah. would make mincemeat out of him in a completely different style as well. He would just get hold of him and rip him to bits. And it looks like that fight could happen as well. Usman was having a little back and forwards with him. Mm. Um, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson lights him up with his striking as yeah. well, you know. Uh, what an exciting division, all those oh, guys. Oh, it's amazing. And they're all strikers. It's amazing. Yeah, like, all listen. right, Tyrone's got some great wrestling ability and what have you. But you look at all those guys, Ponzinibbio, Usman, Covington to an extent, Perry, Till. Mm-hmm. Shit, man. It's amazing. Stand toe-to-toe in the centre of the octagon and twat each other. So when, Brilliant. When GSP left this welterweight division four years ago, and there was literally, okay, he had a really close fight with, with Johnny Hendricks, but he'd won it. And then you were like, you know, Okay, 
I get why you're walking away. You know, there isn't. You've beat everyone. There's nobody left really. There's no. There's didn't. We didn't have this fresh blood coming through. Now it's completely and utterly different landscape. Flames, man. Completely different. This welterweight division, as you say, is absolutely on fire. Now the UFC needs to be getting Woodley busy. Like there's got, there's young guys there that a couple of that, including Covington. There's three or four that if if the UFC rang and went Woodley for the title. Fancy it? They'd be like fucking right of wood. Yeah. Till Perry, Co- you know Covington, Usman, Usman, all these young Ponson in as well. Ponson, these they would all take it in a heartbeat, a heartbeat. So, and I know there's like a pecking order. You've got Thompson in there, and you've still got the you know Masvidal's and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But listen, these guys are the ones that will jump straight in with Woodley anytime. Woodley needs to be busier. The belt needs to be busier. And this is an amazing division. Well, as you just said, that you've just mentioned Masvidal and Wonderboy. We're going to get to them in a minute because they're going to be fighting on 217 this weekend. Christ, yeah, they're on 217, aren't they? <sighs> 217, man. Can't we get onto that now? It's fucking so well, exciting. Just hold back. Hold back on 217 because I just want to go quickly to 219, right? Okay. You, you see the announcement on 219? Barbosa, your boy. Well, Khabib. I, I tweeted it out, yeah, because. I know you did. You'd had a fucking wet dream. You jizzed in your kecks, man. I know, you, went, exactly. you went early doors, didn't you? you went, I did. Wah! I did. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a good relationship with Edison and his wife, who's like his PR, like his manager, like their ace. And uh, they, they always put stuff out pretty early on their Facebook if it's happening and stuff. So I'd sent them a message saying, Congratulations. And it doesn't surprise me that he's took it because Edson Barbosa, in his mind, believes he's the best in the division. So, mate, he has what not, a fight, mate. I don't think what he's fought fight. since we started doing this podcast. I don't think he's fought since. I don't. No. He hasn't fought in that period of time. I haven't seen him. Oh, I haven't, we haven't commented on one of his fights um, in that period of time, to the best of my knowledge. Dariush, he beat Dariush. That was this year, wasn't it? In March. That was on the. It was like a, in the Brazil card. Remember the flying knee finish there? Ah, yeah. Yeah, that was in Brazil back in March. But yeah, he hasn't been. He hasn't been very. He's not active. been active, has fought he? Once, once in. Well, it's coming up to two years. Yeah, eighteen Crazy, months, two man. years. Crazy. But now, what a fight! Straight Mate. in. Unbelievable. Khabib. Fingers crossed Khabib makes weight. Let's well, do it. Let's get it on. That's the problem, you see. Let's just make let's see if Khabib can actually get into the octagon for once. But it's that two one nine, that's in Vegas. That's the best thing is that's New Year's Eve Eve. Like what a fucking way Isn't to it? start off. Yeah, it is. No, right between Christmas and New Year. Fancy trip. Oh, I love that shit. Fancy a little trip. Absolutely no chance our wives are letting us go to Las Vegas <laughs> between party. Christmas and New Year. Fight disciples Christmas, Christmas party. Too. Yeah, yeah. UFC I've already Bongo's bingo. Oh yeah, we're off to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be the discussion. That's a podcast in itself, yeah. a little bit later on. Uh, DT, our boy Darren Till, uh, ranked number eight. In New York at the moment. Yeah, I know he Cruising is. the boards, Broadway. Yeah. Right, when he told us this, I thought that he was going out there to have a bit of a crack with Bispin and get stuck into Madison Square Garden. Where is he for? He's, he's just, on an holiday with his bird, isn't he? On his bit with his bird, yeah. Having a right old spending that, spending that bonus, I think. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's, he's already, have you seen what he bought? Have you not seen what he's bought? I haven't seen what he's bought. No. In the fucking airport, right? So everybody knows that everything's a little bit more expensive in the airport, yeah, yeah. right? Because they boosted <laughs> up because the duty's off, right? Yeah, yeah. He went and fucking dropped a Rolex, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> when that fucking clown's back, he's getting it. <laughs> that until. It. Anyway, congratulations to him. Great to see him ranked yeah. in the top 10. Number eight with the UFC. He's doing a second rate podcast today, isn't he? Oh, he's, mate, he's slagging it around. Yeah, we let him. We let him. I don't let you slag it around. He can do what he wants. That's true. Because he's fucking double hard. Right? That's true. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Anyway, well done, Daz. Getting himself stuck into that number eight with the UFC, and fingers crossed, we're going to see a huge top ten Liverpool. fight night. Liverpool, Come mate. On. Let's just say a little prayer. Hey, I don't know if you saw that as well. A Danny Roberts stuck a little tweet out or a little uh, Instagram the other night, mm-hmm. 
um, saying big news coming this week regarding next moves, and he put hashtag UFC Liverpool. Oh, he's tickling our balls there, isn't he? Fucking hell! So imagine we got Till Till Covington. Uh, sorry, Till Perry and uh, Coving- Danny Danny Covington or something like that. Oh my oh. days! Oh my days! Hey, that'll do. That I'm in. Just mm. put the tickets up for sale now. I'm in. Like oh, I'll boys. buy them. Not a problem. That will be something else. Yeah. Anyway, we'll keep you up to date with that. We'll uh, we'll probably when Darren's back at the weekend, we'll ask him. We'll, we'll, get the we'll try story, and get older yeah. Danny as well, who's currently out in the states uh, in training camp. Right, come on then. You want to jump on it, mate? Come on, let's get stuck in. Two one seven this weekend. Yes. You said. You said, didn't you? You Never said it happen. wasn't happening. Even though, even though we started it, we started the rumor. For those that don't know about this, right? This time last year. We were all excited about UFC Manchester, UFC 205. It was Bispin versus Dan Henderson. I want to take you back. We're going to go have a bit of a dream sequence. Let's go all the way back to October last year. Listen to this conversation. We planted the seed. Yep. You are still denying that it's happening, but it was us. We sat there in front of the champ and said, what do you reckon, GSB? Do you want it? Do you want to fight it? If you missed it, take a listen. Disciples. Quickly before I let you go. Yes. Because you're going to beat him. You're going to smash him up, man. That's the plan. That's the. Okay. Yes, I am. Right. You're going to smash him up. So therefore, 2017. I'll throw some names your way. Please. Give me the list of what order you're going to do them all in. Right. You ready? There's rumours about John Pierre. Bring it on. Yeah. Listen. Let's do it. I've said this. I'll tell you right now. The the they've just announced a card in Toronto, December. Wow. If George St. Pierre wants to go for it in December, in his own place, in Toronto, in Canada, I will dust off Dan Henderson in Manchester. I'll take a week off and then I'll fly to uh, Toronto and I'll take him in his own backyard. In his own backyard. There's an exclusive for you. you That's go. what I'm pushing for. for- there you go. What do you yeah. reckon of that? So he was only a year out, Mike, but he was... Well, he, Mike wanted he, it he last December. Yeah, yeah. We're going to New York. It's not Don't Toronto. we've been waiting for GSP, not for Mike. We've been waiting for GSP to get his shit together. And well, that's the point. Come back or not at come that back. Point, at that point, listen, this is why we're fucking award-winning, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to blow our own trumpet. Mm-hmm. GSP was not on the scene. He was retired. Many times have you written an article saying, no, he's coming back. No, he's not coming back. No, yeah, he's yeah. coming back. No, he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. We just threw that out to Mike last week, right? We planted a little seed. Last year, shall I say. Year. We put a little seed in his head. 12 months later, the fight is on. We are now in fight week. Yeah. Madison Square Garden, UFC 217, Michael Bispin versus George St. Pierre. Thank you very much. You can send us uh, cards and various things in the post if you wish. All there, mate. It's on. Mm-hmm. Now, we've had a little bit of chat over this over the last six months and what have you since uh, the first press conference. I still that can't we saw. believe it. You're still I still a- can't believe it. Are you adamant that it's happening now? Is it going to happen? It certainly looks like it's going to happen. It's happening. It's happening. Get on the bandwagon. Sunshine, it's it's happening this weekend. It looks like it's going to happen. It's kind of mental that it is happening. Give people a little bit of a background, by the way, on GSP, because you mentioned at the start of the show, 2013, he decided to walk away. Yes. Mike's rhetoric, obviously, off the back of that is that he pussied out, right? He's basically what he's saying. He's obviously creating some type of story. But give us a little bit of a a background of that. So GSP, GSP obviously completely and utterly dominated the UFC's welterweight division from mid-2000s through to 2013. Literally beat everybody put in front of him. Uh, Some people twice. Um, He is... Uh, he built his, his own reputation on his incredible grappling game. His takedowns were just completely unstoppable. His double legs, 
Um, but he was a completely rounded fighter. He was also super athlete as well. He just fought at a pace that no one could compete with. The problem with GSP is after he beat BJ Penn in 2009, on my birthday, by the way, uh, UFC 94, not that anyone's really asked, but he had won every, all of his defences, including against Dan Hardy, whose army nearly fucking ripped off about four times, but Dan refused to tap. All his fights went the distance. He won them on unanimous decisions right the way through, I think up until Hendricks at the end, which was uh, which went, could have gone both ways, but... So the the fans, had, it was kind of like, a, you know, it's kind of like the Jose Aldo effect. It was like, you know, the best welterweight we've ever seen, but is he entertaining? You know, fans were starting to switch off. This was a Canadian national sportsman of the year numerous times. But as it was getting towards the end of his career, he looked like he was slowing down a bit. As I say, that fight with Hendricks was close. The rhetoric was already there as well, that he beat everyone, the division. It wasn't as bad as, I would say, Demetrius Johnson in the flyweights now, where it's like, it's not even competitive. Mm. It was competitive. But the UFC was also going through a transitional period as well where George was very vocal about the lack of uh, Olympic standard drug testing, which at the time wasn't happening. It was just very, you know, it was, it was quite random. Um, since then, of course, you saw that have come in everything else, which is something that he was kind of an advocate of. He also went away and made movies and everything else. But it just surprises me now that GSP is coming back to MMA age 36 because... You know, not many champions in any sport get to walk away on the, on their terms, get to go, you know what, I've dominated this sport for almost a decade. I'm the best welterweight there's ever been. Uh, and I'm just going to sign off on my career there and leave it there. And at the time, I was like, man, that is fucking awesome. I like GSP even more because he's gone, you know what, beat Johnny Hendricks. It was a close fight, but come on, I've dominated for a decade. I'm out. See you later. But then what happened was I spent... You know the the following best part of the following four years as a new, as a magazine editor, commissioning, writing, chasing stories about George Saint Pierre coming out of George Saint Pierre's camp. Uh, yes, I'm coming back. This is the date he's back in camp. Do you want to do an interview with Freddie Roach because he's back training with George? Felix Zahabi dropping hints that he's coming back. All that stuff, and we did numerous covers of the magazine saying this is it. He's coming back. He's coming back. And if I did three, I did five. Do you know what I mean? It was one of them. So that's why when this, when it started this year, when he when he met with Bisping, he did the head to head. I was like, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. I've been here before. You know, once bitten, twice shy. This is not happening. This fight. But where are we now? Five days out. Yeah. I think it's gonna happen. Ah, he's conceded. He has <laughs> conceded. Out. Listen, Luke Rockhold is fit. I'm telling you now, Luke Rockhold is somewhere in San Diego. Too short, man. He's That's training. Too short, no. He's in shape. It's a Carlos Tackham job. Don't, don't bet against Rockhold walking to the octagon. But right now, right now, I'll concede defeat. I'll accept the fact. Okay. Yeah. It looks like I was wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah you are. You are. It's happening. It's happening George this Saint weekend. is going to fight Michael Bispin. And what the fuck is going on there because... He hasn't fought in four years. He comes straight back into a middleweight title shot. It's just like, does Mike Bisman, has he got pictures of Ari Emanuel in a compromising makes, position? Because fuck me, the last 18 months, Mike Bisman has had a fairy tale run in his career. Mate, listen, let's talk about that. You say fairy tale run, right? I'm going to say that this Because he won them all, it's been a fairy tale. Let's just say this, right? If Bisman wins at the weekend, mm -hmm. and I'm backing him to do so. Me too. If he wins at the weekend, is this the greatest win streak of all time in the UFC? Let me just let me go through it for you. 
Anderson Silva. Boom. Beaten. Luke Rockhold. <laughs> beaten. Knocked out. Knocked out. Dan Henderson. Avenged. Mm -hmm. George St. Pierre. Four, on, four of them on the spin. Find me somebody else who's done that shit, man. That's not on the juice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'm 100% agreeing with you. 100%. Go ahead. And that brings me back to my comment earlier in the show, which you took the wrong way. Rockhold Brunson or Bobby Knuckles for the vacant belt. Because Mike Bispin Walks gets away. the belt wrapped around his Walks waist away. here, takes his gloves off, lays them in the middle of the, the, the octagon at Madison Square Garden. It is, it is New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's the end of Michael Bispin. Because what a finish that would be. Anderson Silva, Luke Rockhold, Dan Henderson and George St. Pierre. Are you fucking kidding me? Four, well, three guaranteed Hall of Famers. Wow. In succession. Wow. With a, with a world title knockout in between. What, what what's he going to what's Mike going to stick around for to fight Brunson or to Rockhold? fight Rockhold again no. to fight Bobby Knuckles come on I just think Mike with his TV opportunity as well films. now he's, he's doing more to films all the time he, he knocks back film offers all the time they love him on Fox TV because they love the fact they've got this Brit on there that's quite polarising and he's good at it what's to stick around for What's the stick around in him? Imagine? It's only the fact that he loves competing. He loves competing. But listen, people that know Bisping, you know, on a decent level, like we do, also know that his body's breaking down. Mike's got fucking no feeling down one side of his body. He's lost an you eye. Know, he looks like he's lost an eye. I know it's just oil in his eye and it can be fixed after his career, supposedly. But it doesn't look good. He, lo he looks battle-worn. Yeah, he, he must feel battle-worn. Listen, if you, not, if you beat George St. Pierre, and I believe not only we beat him, I think he will stop him as well. Yeah. Man, what a finish that is. What a way to go out. Mm. What about this uh, lawsuit that's currently going on in the background of what's going on with Bisping? Yeah. Does that take which his one? eye? <laughs> yeah, I know, which one? The one, the most recent, the one that's been filed this week from the geezer that's saying that he, uh, he grabbed yeah. him by the throat in that gym in yeah. uh, California somewhere. Um, now, obviously... Dan has come out, Mike's come out, it's all bullshit. Yeah. Um, it's a geezer trying to obviously... Uh, he's obviously just... Some, a few he's, had argue, he's had an argument with someone over the dumbbells, hasn't he? And yeah, yeah. Give them a little bit of a throttling. Someone who's <laughs> fancied themselves as a bit of a hard case. Hasn't realised who Bisping in. All that is just a dickhead yeah. and, and has took a little bit of a choking. But but does that take your eye off the ball? <clears> no, no? Uh, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I, if I was Michael Bisping, I'd be more concerned about the court case that's gone on on this side management, of the pond yeah. with his ex-management company because that's that's the one that could that could make serious headlines. Forget about the the kid in the in the gym. It's it's the court case over here which has been which is currently waiting for a judgment from High Court. That's what could generate some serious fucking headlines this week if it, if the judgment comes out this week. But in that regard, I think Mike knows that everything that's going on in his outside life, nothing. Nothing will come close to to getting his focus away from. This is George Saint Pierre. This is GSP. If he was fighting Brunson or Rockhold or anyone else, I'd yeah. go. Yeah, it's not a great time to have a court. This is GSP, man. He, what more focus does he need? Like yeah. he knows himself, the manner of which three Hall of Famers on his record. Cons um, you know, co consecutive when you throw in the world. You know, three Hall of Famers and the world title belt via knockout. Come on, Rockhold will be a Hall of Famer. So you could say potentially, four. potentially, no, you could say yeah. four. potentially. I think the other three are guaranteed, aren't they? GSB, Dan Anderson, Luke, and Anderson Silva, guaranteed Hall of Fame. Guaranteed. 
and, and, and knocks out the champion in one round at 20 days' notice in the middle. Hmm. Come on. What a way to and sign it, off. And extends his gap of most amount of UFC wins. He's currently on 20. He'll go to 21. I think the closest is 19. GSP's yeah. got 19. So if he wins, he goes level with Michael Bispin. Oh, man, yeah. this fight is just ridiculous. Make sure you stay up and watch this live. 13 co- years he's been a pro for Mike now as well. You yeah, know, he's play, fucking been around the block a few times. I just think the opportunity there with the TV, as I say, with the with the way to sign off here. That's a tip. Ugh. You've given us a tip there. I'll be watching the I'll be watching this yeah. with, with for the gloves at the end. So that's the main event at UFC two one seven this weekend. Madison Square Garden. It's not even the best fight on the card. No, it's not the best <laughs> fight on the card. But it is a cracker. It's an absolute cracker. So yeah. you get stuck <laughs> do you know why it's a f- cracker more than anything? What the fuck is GSP going to do? Is like the sport has moved on so much in the last four years. Well, that's what I'm excited. And about. he's not been in the sport to, to to have that progression. He's not had to evolve. He's not been in the fucking grassroots. He's not been on the front line of it. Do you know what it feels like? This. Do you know what the GSP? I know this is a different level of comeback. It feels like Ricky Atten when he fought Shevchenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Or Naz. Remember when Naz made that comeback against Bungu, whatever it was, and just looked shit. Yeah. That's and what it feels like. Yeah, it does. It does. And I and I think. GSP could be good, get a real. Listen, I know he's he's super fit. I know he's been doing all kinds. He's been training, and again, you know, we were talking to uh, <clears throat> talking to Scott Quigg last week, and he's he said with, he's with Freddie. Isn't it? GSP had been in the gym once or twice, but quite often Freddie flies to Canada to work with him and stuff. So you know, it's not like he's been inactive, mm. but that's a million miles away from actually being competitive inside the octagon, and especially against a guy that's not only bigger, but Bisping's got some of the best takedown defense the UFC's ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's GSP's forte. Like, how has GSP evolved? The sport is not about taking people down and holding them down anymore and, 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 and grappling on the ground. The sport is becoming a striking sport again. That's yes. the biggest stars are becoming the strikers again. That's why we're all buzzing. Uh, make sure you watch this live. We'll be all over our social media, at Fight Disciples on Facebook. Our new Facebook, by the way, Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you follow that new Facebook page uh, because there's interviews and various bits that we've done with Mike over the last year or so that you can catch there this week. And we'll have a few more things uh, popping up this week. All original content, by the way. <laughs> Just thought I'd chuck that out there. Yeah. All right, make sure you come and join us Case for that. Uh, now, listen, regarding the rest of the card, I'm saving Joanna, right? I'm saving her. She's, she, no, I'm saying, no, because you know how much I love her, I'm saving it because she's going to fucking twat Rose to pieces, right? Mm. But I'll save it to the end. I'm going to go Cody. I'm going to go TJ next, okay? Yeah. Cody Garbrandt. He started giving Bisping a little bit of shit this week, I've noticed. Yeah. Since the Ultimate Fighter, I'm not a fan. No, it's he did pit- come across as a Mate, dick, didn't he? It's pissing me off because what Hang he did, the boys. what he did to become world champion, Phenomenal. I was like, mate, you are unbelievable. Yeah. I actually have a bit of a crush on you. You're absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. The way that he obviously operated with a young boy that suffered from leukemia, giving him yep. the belt and all that type of stuff. I thought, Cody, you are the next generation superstar of the UFC, mate. Let's get behind. Let's get on this bandwagon. Yep. Then you're going to do tough, right? Against TJ. There's a narrative there because they hate each other because they used to be training partners. But the way that he deals with confrontation, there's no banter about him. There's no. nothing about him. There's no real no. personality, sadly. He behaves like a bully, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got no banter. I'm just, just going like to fist. Yeah, I'm just going to punch him. I'm in just the going face. to fist straight away. Yeah. And you think, mate, no, yeah. you're losing me. You're losing me. And TJ's coming out of it better because he has got a little bit of banter mm-hmm. about him. He also likes all our stuff on social media. <laughs> yeah. I'm easily. TJ, TJ, I'm TJ. Easily bought like that. <laughs> I am. I think I am Team TJ. Team, team. It pains me to say it, mate, because I didn't yeah. think I would be. No, well, I'm Team TJ this weekend. I think. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I love the fight. I love the fight because on every level, these are for me. These are the two best bantamweights on the planet. Um, I think Cody 
was just fucking absolutely phenomenal. Wasn't it? Against Dominic Cruz. It was unreal. Phenomenal. Um, so I, I, it's it's you know it's it's practically impossible for me to bet against TJ uh, against Cody, but I kind of want TJ to win. Same. Uh, do you know why? I think more than anything, Cody being an undefeated fighter, I think it will make Cody better. I also listen. I've got nothing against Team Alpha Male. They've got a wicked setup there. Uh, the coach Justin Bushaltz, um, you know, I, I think probably didn't get the credit he deserves over the last couple of years. Certainly with that performance with Cody, I hold my hands up for that one. But you know, I, 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 you know, I always like Dwayne Ludwig. I've got a, you know, I've always got on well with Dwayne Ludwig ever since he fought Dan Hardy, and um, you know, I, I've got a bit of a soft spot for that camp and the way they the way they split up was quite ugly. But listen, this fight has got everything. I'd say two best bantamweights on the planet. You've got the fact that both camps hate each other because of the way they split. Obviously, TJ's a former Team Alpha Male, for anyone that doesn't know. he's He left Team Alpha Male to go with Team Alpha Male's former coach, Cody Go- uh, Dwayne Ludwig, Ludwig yeah. who left the camp to set up his own team, and TJ left to go there. But they didn't do it face value. They did it all behind closed doors. Yeah, they it just was all a little bit. company and cleared off. Yeah, they all just, it was a little bit naughty Snakes. the way they'd done it. Yeah, exactly. And then Cody, that made, put a fire in Cody's belly that he stayed and is like defending the honour of Team Alpha Male. You know, we kind of got a taste of that in tough... Not enough of it because, it, as you say, the, the banter wasn't quite there. But and man, we do, this is just a, it's a great fight. And it's off the back of it, this fight. fight was supposed to happen a couple of months ago, but uh, mm. Cody pulled out through injury because yeah. he's suffering with back problems. We don't know where his back's at. I mean, no. He's a young enough lad. You think to yourself that he's in decent nick and it was just a blip. But we don't know, do we? No. And, you know, this is the first time, I think, in both their careers where the two of them have been out for so long. I think it's the best part of a year now mm. that we've the, the two of them last fought. So, uh, you know, that may or may not affect things. I just think the, the atmosphere is going to be electric by the time these two get in it's there. It's going to be great, and man. There ain't going to be a backward step. Both of them are going to be in there trying to prove a point. Mm. Uh, I think TJ probably believes that he's looking back on the old sparring sessions they had where he was champion and, like, just ahead of Cody. But then since he's moved away and kind of gone down a bit, Cody's obviously grew into it and beat Dominic Cruz to become the champion now. So then Cody looks down on TJ as a bit of a snake and all these little things are coming into play. I just think it's going to be an absolute war absolutely uh, stick around because if you want to place a, a little bit of a, a main card accumulator bet at the end Nick will do his Nick picks alright and he'll give you rounds and all that type of stuff to get stuck into in a minute okay um, fuck it I can't wait Joanna right? <laughs> you are, I personally think this weekend against uh, Rosna Mahunis mm-hmm. this will be the most emphatic display of Joanna's career so far I just think she's going to light this kid up Rosna Mahunis don't get me wrong Thug Rose, nickname, yeah. right? Tough as they come. Her victories have come via submission. She's lost a few as well. Yeah. Johanna Jadrajek, as a striker, forget that she's a woman. Forget it. Just look at her as a, as a being. Yeah. Is ridiculous. And I think she's going to put on a striking masterclass once again for the whole of this fight. She's going to absolutely light this kid up to the extent yeah. where it could become painful to watch. I hope not, because I really like Thug Rose. I think, she's a, I think she's a wicked little personality. She's just... She hasn't got the ability on the feet anywhere close to She needs to, to take her back, doesn't she? She she's needs got, to take her back. She's got to get her. She's got to get on the ground. She's got to try and hold the problem is Joanna is aware of that was a weakness in the game. That's why she moved to Florida with ATT and that is no longer a weakness in her game, you know. So Joanna's probably the most well rounded female fighter that we've got in the sport at the moment. But not only that, she's a nasty bitch as well. <laughs> 
isn't she? You know, when she when when that bell goes, when that hooter goes, horrible cow. She's a she's a bitch. You know, she's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, like. she is. And, and That's I, why I love it. And I love Rose. I think Rose is super talented, but I just think that Rose is not quite on the experience or the predatory level that Joanna is. Joanna likes to hear people. And I don't think that's in Rose's makeup. I think Rose loves the martial arts lifestyle. She's a wonderful proponent for mixed martial arts and a great poster girl for the sport. I just don't think she's in this to hear people. Mm. I genuinely think Joanna Jedrzejczyk is in this sport to hear people and cast checks. You know what I mean? Break necks, cast checks. That's a game. That's it. You know, and it's hard to look past. And she'll be doing it again this weekend. Make sure you're tuning in for it. Masvidal Wonderboy on this mm-hmm. undercard. What a great fight this is for both of these lads coming off losses. It's make a break, isn't it? Because a loss here, you're out of the mix. A win here, you're back in the mix. It's yeah. all or nothing for these lads. It is. It's kind of weird with them. Um, obviously, Wonderboy's coming in off the off the two fights with with Woodley. Nobody wants to see a third fight. He's never going to get a third fight. Uh, I think the best that Wonderboy can hope for here is a big performance against Masvidal, keeps him relevant, puts him in the mix in case someone beats Woodley. It's kind of weird, but ain't no one wanting wanting to see Wonderboy versus Woodley Part Three ever, like ever. Hmm. We've had we've had you know fifty minutes of that that we'll never get back from our lives. I want Wonderboy Till. Wonderboy Till would be fucking awesome, but that's what I mean. Wonderboy wins this. He should he shouldn't be calling out Woodley. He should be calling out one of these young explosive striker guys to get in with because that's the way he's going to light it up. He's just got to hope that Woodley loses the belt to someone, and then he gets and he's perfectly posed to get in there and do what his do his thing. But yeah, I think this is a great fight. I think Masvidal has obviously got advantages that Thompson hasn't got, but Thompson, no one strikes like Thompson. You know, he's got that wide stance. They bounces on the balls of his feet. He picks shots. I think you'll see a different Wonderboy Thompson what we've seen against Woodley. I think you'll see him a bit more aggressive. Mm. Well, we've Needs got to be. It. Needs to be, yeah. Got to be, yeah, yeah. Mm. But, uh, but, yeah, I like this fight. I think it's a great fight for this welterweight division. As you say, it's a fight to stay relevant. Mm. And then the other fight on the uh, on the main card, Borishina. Are we going to preview this? Because being in mind that Hendricks is probably going to miss weight tomorrow <laughs> or Thursday. <laughs> I'm previewing it because Hendrix is probably... It's nice and cyclical, this, because Hendrix is obviously the last man to face GSP, so he's obviously on this card as well. Um, Borashinia, for me, though, is an absolute beast. I remember us reviewing his fight with Bombozzi. Remember that? Ages ago, and you were yep. going, Bombozzi's the boy, this is yeah, unbelievable, no, yeah. he's going to be absolutely tremendous. Borashinia didn't give a shit about our podcast that day, did he? Nope. He came in and tore up the rule book and put some serious manners on the geezer. And I genuinely believe if Hendricks makes weight and makes the fight, yeah, it's going to happen again. Well, Johnny Hendricks has, you know, he's had four fights supposedly at middleweight now, or were they were they all at middleweight? Well, he's, he certainly weighed around. I lose track division. of where his weight where his weight's at. It was last four he's missed weight in three of those and lost all three. The one he didn't miss weight was the only one that he actually won. Mm. Um, so if he makes weight. He's probably he might have a, a chance, but listen, forget all that. This is the former forget all of the division, man. Forget all that because uh, Johnny Hendricks has finished. His career has been on a downward spiral for a long time. He clearly doesn't take the sport seriously anymore. And we talked about this before. I spoke to wrestling coaches in America about it. And they, they say because these college wrestlers have to live this sport and lifestyle, make weight so much, so often, you know, mm. fucking every event. And, that, you know, that's why they cut so much weight. They become masters of weight cutting. That when that moment comes when you go, I'm just going to fuck it off now or I'm not going to take it as seriously as I did before. Once that happens, your body goes, ah, thank fuck. And your body stops being able to cut weight. Mm. Your body literally goes, 
wait a minute, you said we weren't doing this no more. Like, fuck off. I'm not making weight. And that's why it's become impossible for Johnny Hendricks to make weight. It's literally his body has said, that's it. We've, you've done it since you were a kid. You told us this was done. We're done. We ain't making weight anymore. So my, the safest bet for this fight would be Johnny Hendricks fails to make 185. Borahina knocks him out in the first round. If he does make weight... He'll get knocked out in the second round. Because <laughs> Borahina's got dynamite. Okay, you jumped man. the gun there. You nicked dynamite. Listen, just have a quick flick through those uh, prelims for me because I know that OSP's knocking about on this uh, in a Isn't really that early fight. Mad. In a really early fight. So man. he was headlining a an event a couple of months ago. Yeah. In was it Asia somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's on. He's fighting the kid that Jim Manuel knocked out last, isn't he? Kobe, is he called yeah, yeah, yeah. Anderson? Is that yeah. who he's fighting? He's like second on the. Prelims on the free stuff on the free on the stuff free free on, on the fight pass free prelims yeah mental absolutely mental um, fighting that Corey Anderson yeah it's again you know these these guys are fringe light heavyweights now it's similar to similar to Thompson Masvidal it's like a fight to remain relevant in yeah, this yeah, yeah. light heavyweight division very, on very early Von bonk yeah that's Can what you it, imagine if he knocks another one out it'd be amazing if he did. Uh, I think Corey Anderson though has got a little bit more about him that he'd be onto that. Like I don't yeah, think he'd fall yeah, into yeah. that trap. Um, Corey Anderson's obviously a little bit more aggressive as well. What else is catching your eyes? Is it Godbeer? Is he on um, No, well, it'd be nice to see Godbeer finally fight. Obviously, he missed the opportunity to fight in Vegas, didn't he? Because because uh, Vadum's opponent dropped out and Derek Lewis dropped out, so his opponent jumped up to fight Derek Lewis. Uh, uh, to fight Vadum. Um, so no, but to be honest, the pick of the undercard obviously is James Vick against Joe Duffy. Joe Duffy. As we know, uh, beat Conor McGregor, Jonas Cage Warriors days, uh, quit MMA to become a professional boxer, looked great for a spell as a professional boxer, but then quickly realised that unless you've got an Olympic medal around your neck, you know you may as well be an MMA, a big fish in MMA than a small fish in the boxing world. So yeah. he moved back to MMA. He's uh, obviously based out of GSP's gym in uh, in Montreal in Canada but then the other side of that is James Vick and James Vick is like that lightweight that everyone always writes off he's lost once you know he's 11 and 1 in his MMA career um, he was on Tough, if you remember. He got beat by Chiesa in the semi-final of Tough a couple of years ago. But this guy's a former American Golden Gloves champion. He's got great hands. He's got a good. He's got you know. He hasn't got a ton of knockouts on his record, but he is a finisher. He, he uses his hands to set up submissions, and very similarly, Joe Duffy uses his excellent boxing to set up submissions as well. So these two are really well matched. And the winner of this, I think, would probably get a little bit of a leapfrog up this lightweight division. So we pick of the undercard. There's Vic versus Joe Duffy, and then my main card picks. I'm going to go with. Wait a minute, I've got some music for you. Oh yeah, go on. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, yeah, go on. Woo! Bispin GSP, what are you saying? Michael Bispin, inside the distance. Da-da-da-da. Cody and TJ. <sighs> Fucking hell! Flip a coin, boys. I'm going to go with Cody Garbrandt. Split decision. Nice touch. Johanna against Thug Rose. I love you, Rose. Love you to bits. But I've got to go with Joanna, and she's going to stop you. There's the title fights. We'll call the other two as well, then, shall we? Yeah. Um, Masvidal, Wonderboy. Um, I hope Masvidal... Uh, I hope Wonderboy gets it done, um, but I can see Masvidal submitting him. Mm. And Boris Shinia. I think we're all on the Boris same page. Boris going to knock out Hendricks. As I say, if Hendricks fails to make weight, round one. If Hendricks make weight... Round two. There you go, mate. That's how it's going down. UFC 217. Make sure you come and join us on all our social medias. Facebook, like I said, re-like the new page. 
uh, Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. It's all there for you uh, this week as we'll be getting stuck into this epic card. Fingers crossed. Our yeah. boy Michael Bispin can do the business. And if Nick's right, hold, hand his gloves to the centre of the octagon, wave to the crowd, walk out an absolute superstar of the game with probably the greatest win streak that any of us have ever seen. Silver, Rockhold, Henderson, GSP to finish off. Mate, what a way to go out. Yes, What a indeed. way to go out. And if you're listening, if you're tuning in because you want to get some chat on Cage Warriors 88, download tomorrow's Radio City Talk show because I was chatting about that. Obviously, that's our Merseyside-centric show. Big Focus on that fight of the weekend. Obviously, we're drawing comparisons to the fact that Darren Till may or may not be bringing the UFC octagon to Liverpool early in 2018. What will they need? They will need undercard fighters. And Chris Fishgold, Lee Chadwick, and even Molly McCann have put themselves right in the shot window. For more of that, pick up our Radio City talk show tomorrow. Which will be available um, for you on fightdisciples.com. We'll catch you next time when we're going Bisping Crazy. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.